It's time for the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com presented by No Vape. Idaho Public Television's campaign to raise awareness about the dangers of youth vaping. Be smart, don't start. We are talking District 1 and 2 athletics and activities in the great state of Idaho. Brandon Bainey joined by our North Idaho expert, Ryan Skaggs. No time for pleasantries. He's drinking out of a mug. Good to see you. Let's get to it. Girls State Basketball. <laughs> That's- yeah, we're not going to mess around today. Let's go. <laughs> we're really going to put my traffic cop skills to the test here. So, Girls State Basketball, and then we'll talk state wrestling, and then we'll update the Boys Basketball District Tournament brackets. But from the week that was in Girls State Basketball Skags, let's give a shout-out to our North Idaho champions. Let's start with the Coeur d'Alene Vikings at the 5A level. They repeat. It was a very difficult season this year. Coach Nicole Simmons uh, picked up career win number 100 in the championship over Lake City. It was an all-North Idaho final, 58-49. Um, there were injuries throughout the season. There was some off-court distractions with the team. Um, they never really were fully healthy and engaged until basically <laughs> right before state. And as they showed, they're pretty darn good. Uh, they climbed the top of the mountain again and went 58-49 over Lake City. Yeah, I mean, uh, hats off to a phenomenal season from from Coach Simmons and her crew. Um, you know, we you, you looked at it and you hit on it too that they weren't at full strength most of the season, most of the season, and kind of the question mark we had coming out of that post falls game was like, you know, are they going to get contributions from somebody, you know, outside of, you know, Keegan Colvin or, or Maddie Mitchell. And, um, you know, Brooksley showed up in this, in the state playoffs and, and just went off. And then that semifinal game that she had was, I think, you know, one of the kind of unsung uh, moments, I think she, she played her tail off in that game against, against Boise and, um, you know, having to do it the hard way. I thought they had the tougher draw of anybody in the bracket. Um, and, you know, they punched their ticket and earned the way there. And hats off to Lake City. I mean, a great season as well. And, you know, defeating a really good rugby team in the semis. And, um, you know, that's a group that that have a lot. And there was a lot of accolades kind of following that team. Is I think they – I don't want to – you can't say overachieve, but you look at, like, the body of work through the season – Lake City was the more surprising team, in my opinion. I think Coeur d'Alene kind of had the target on their back, and they had to go through their their things, you know, and, and find their way to the championship. Lake City was playing with house money most of the season. I mean, they knocked off Boise early, and they just carried that momentum through the season. Coeur d'Alene had to figure things out late and, you know, obviously prove that they were the better team at the end. But, you know, rattling off two consecutive wins over their crosstown rival and, you know, that was just a, a huge game and a great win for Coach Simmons and her team. I mean, that was a phenomenal season by the Vikings and another great season by the T-Wolves as well, kind of overcoming that missing the state tournament last year and that, um, you know, surprising upset and, um, you know, showed up this year. And that that group, I know that they're going to be missed in the halls at, at Lake City, but, you know, two phenomenal teams and, you know, high ceilings for star players for both those teams. I mean, there's – the you talk about some some missing pieces next year that you're going to have to replace from both those programs that, you know, had great careers. I mean, Avery Waddington and Sophia Zufelt and Tegan Colvin and Maddie Mitchell and those those departing players, man, they're they're Clea Frazee. I'll throw her in there, too. Doesn't get talked about a, a ton also. So, I mean, yeah, a lot to be said in a short amount of time. 
Yes, to summarize quickly, Coeur d'Alene hit their threes. Lake City did not. And Coeur d'Alene really shot the ball well from the from the arc in all three games and just caught yeah. fire, and, and that really uh, propelled them to the win. Our 5A uh, tournament MVP, IdahoSports.com, selects all tournament teams, not just for 5A, but every classification. They all deserve the same level of respect and attention. Uh, our 5A MVP for the state tournament, no surprise, Tegan Colvin. 26.7 yeah. points per game, six boards per game, 3.7 assists per game, and she shot it well every night. So congrats to yeah. Tegan. Just took over games. I mean, when they needed her, she she showed up, hit the big buckets, and took over the game. And, you know, hats off to a great career for Tegan. And uh, she's going to go on to a really, really good Lady Rebels team. Uh, they're in the driver's seat right now in the Mountain West. And, you know, she's going to join a great program down there in Vegas. Yep, going to UNLV. The rest of our all-tournament team selections, her younger sister, Brooksley Colvin, was our defensive MVP of the tournament. She routinely guarded. She guarded Avery Howell. She guarded Avery Waddington. She picked up the best player on each opposing team. Um, Avery Waddington and Sophia Zufelt from Lake City make the all-tournament first team. Maddie Mitchell of Coeur d'Alene makes the second team. Kalia Frazee of Lake City makes the second team. And then Kelsey Carroll, honorable mention for Coeur d'Alene as well. She was the MVP, the IdahoSports.com player of the game for that state championship game. She hit a three. She pulled down several big rebounds. She finished in double figures in scoring and really, you know, held her own against taller Lake City opponents inside. So uh, way to go, everybody there. It was just a fun tournament to cover and be a part of. So really. Yeah, fun. absolutely. All right. Our next champion, Skaggs is from Kendrick. Oh, yeah, the 1AD2 Tigers uh, got to the state championship game as freshmen. Fell short to try Dali that year. I was there. That was my first tournament for IdahoSports.com. Uh, and they got back as seniors and pulled it off in overtime over Dietrich. 55 to 53. Um, not only was it a win for these Kendrick seniors, but before the game on Saturday morning, I was helping set up at the Idaho center and, and Ron Ireland, the Kendrick coach came over to talk to me for just a quick second. And he, he basically said, Hey, uh, win, lose or draw. This is my last game. And so he is, he is retiring. And I think the people in Kendrick had kind of known that, but, um, it's been a great career for him leading. Uh, he's coached Kendrick boys. He's coached Kendrick girls. He's done it all in, in a long storied career there at Kendrick. And to, to end your career with a win in the championship, it's a pretty good way to go out. Yeah. I mean, he's going to ride off in the sunset hat in hand. I mean, like that's, you know, you talk about going out on top. You, you, that's a, that's a great way to go out. And those, those girls, man, they played their tails off in a whale of a ball game. That was a phenomenal game um, bet between those two teams in that championship. And, you talk about getting your, you know, hitting your free throws. I mean, the fundamentals won that game for Kendrick in the championship. And so you look at what they did and start to finish throughout the season, just playing a tough schedule. The stories they get to tell going to Alaska and having that trip and then all those things that kind of build through those experiences throughout the season and uh, Deary pushing them the way they had throughout the season as well. And Deary going on and having a great tournament in their own right, not making the championship necessarily, but still having a great showing, um, you know, but that Kendrick girls team, man, they were loaded for bear. And um, you talk about an awesome, like last year and a half for that community uh, in Kendrick. And they're not done yet. That boys team still got some noise to make too next week. Um, so yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be, you know, fun times. If you celebrate, you get two state championships in the same season for basketball. If it happens with the boys team. I mean, I don't know how many times that's been done in the state of Idaho, but that'd be a pretty, pretty darn cool experience for that community. 
pretty epic for sure. So yeah, Kendrick wins the title in overtime over Dietrich. Dietrich came back on him in the fourth quarter. And so for Kendrick to lose the lead and then rally in overtime was a great story. And then Deary takes third. Uh, They beat council in the third place game, 44 39. I was actually broadcasting that game for IdahoSports.com and um, Deary just imposed their will inside. Araya Wood was driving to the basket and and getting a lot of uh, buckets. Kennedy Kirk did well inside. They almost got to the championship skags. They lost to Dietrich by three in the semifinals, 29 26. We almost had our second all North Idaho final. Almost, yeah. but almost. And I, we talked about them how they were severely underseeded and underrated throughout most of the season. And, you know, they came out and, you know, that was just, I think, you know, you talk about a couple missed opportunities on trips down the floor and they could have been in the state championship game very easily. But, you know, it doesn't take away from the season the Mustangs had. They had a great season as well. But, um, I mean, North Idaho just, in my opinion, showed out. I think that they over, I don't want to say overachieved, but you look at like the ceilings or the floors about as far as where they went, I think that they went above, you know, I would have liked to have seen Grangeville and, and, um, you know, make the state championship game. Same with Timberlake too. But I mean, those draws were so tough in both those, those classifications and Lakeland, in my opinion, absolutely like exceeded expectations with what they did. And, and, And I mean, I know that they ran into a buzzsaw in their semifinal game, but, you know, you can't take away from, from Coach Derek and the job that he did with that crew through the district tournament. And it, that momentum carried into state. And they just played their tails off at 4A. And, and you know, so you look at top to bottom as North Idaho as a whole, I think had a phenomenal tournament. I, I really do. They, they, they exceeded expectations. To the delight of everybody, first time since 1995, not a single team from district three was playing for a girls state championship. I know you had a good convo about that on Twitter with some people's gags. <laughs> I saw that. I this week. I'm sorry. I'll take the victory. I'll take the victory lap <laughs> for sure. Our, our one, a D two MVP of the, of the tournament as selected by the Idaho sports.com broadcasters, Ruby Stewart from Kendrick, 13 points per game, 6.3 rebounds per game, 3.3 steals per game on the defensive end as well. Well-earned for Ruby Stewart. Congratulations. Absolutely. Yeah. A great, great player and uh, on a great team. And, you know, they were able to, to, to break through their senior year and, you know, that, that program's they got some more athletes in that school too. I got a chance to actually watch the, the JV boys play before that uh, varsity game. And, you know, you talk about these underclassmen at these smaller schools, like Kendrick is deep. I mean, at, at all grade levels. So, um, but yeah, Ruby Stewart, great season, you know, puts the feather in the cap to kind of walk out on this one and, and a great job by that Kendrick team. Yep, for sure. Uh, the all-tournament team for the 182 girls as well. Natalie Kimbley of Kendrick was the sixth man of the tournament. We had uh, Araya Wood from Deary make the first team. Harley Heimgartner from Kendrick make the first team. Second team, Kennedy Kirk from Deary. And then the honorable mentions, Haley Anderson from Kendrick uh, got the nod there as well. Okay, those were our two champions from North Idaho. We won't go as in-depth on the other tournaments. I do want to briefly, though, talk about the two the 2A state tournament and what happened there. Grangeville playing North Fremont in the semifinals. North Fremont's uh, basically fouled. They hit a bucket to tie the game with like a second left Skaggs, and a foul is called. It's an and one. North Fremont yeah. makes the free throw. They win by a point, 43-42. It's very tough when that happens. I asked one of our broadcasters from IdahoSports.com that was on the call. I won't say which one, but I basically said like, hey, was it a foul? And he said, I don't know that I would have called it 
basically is, is how he phrased it. And um, essentially you don't want, you want the players to decide it right in, in the final yeah. moments of the game. Um, but then to be fair, I asked him, I said, okay, so you just watched bear Lake win the state championship. I'm like, could, could Grangeville have beaten bear Lake? And he said, it doesn't matter. They couldn't beat North Fremont. So he, he wasn't, he wasn't having any part of my hypotheticals, but for Grangeville, that is a tough pill to swallow. They fall in the third place game to Cold Valley Christian. I'm sure that's the matchup we were expecting to see in the championship, not the third place game. It was just a bummer of a way for, for Grangeville to, now the good news is only one senior, every, they're going to be so much motivated to get back and make sure that doesn't happen again next year. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about the locker room motivation in the next season. I don't know if I want to be anybody facing the Bulldogs next year. With you know, Coach Barger does such a great job there, too. And, you know, you talk about she's going to have that team absolutely ripping and raring to go next year. There's going to be a lot to prove. Um, you know, and I was listening to that game, actually, too. And our crew, I'll give them hats off. Like, you couldn't tell if there was any bias on whether or not that call should have been made. They stayed incredibly neutral. And, um, you know, it took me seeing the play on on Twitter um to be like oh yeah like it's a 50 50 call um and i never want to criticize any official like they got the toughest job of anybody at the state tournament like every one of those games was a high echelon game and so you know you're everything's on a razor's edge um as an official in those tournament games and you know that that was what they called and they got to stick by their call and you know at the end of the day it's like I, i'll let them defend their call so um but you know Grangeville had opportunities to put it away too, and they didn't take those opportunities as well. So, you know, when you leave points on the floor on the offensive end, it, it can come back to bite you a little bit. And that's always the caveat. And I think Coach Barger would tell us that, you know, that, hey, we yeah. had multiple chances to win this game before that final play. So, yeah, it shouldn't um, have got to that last play. Like, it, it, they would have taken care of business before that. Right. And hats off to North Fremont for getting the win. Like, yes. Yeah. For sure. 2A all-tournament team. Um, we had nobody make the first team from Grangeville. I think that speaks to the balance of what, what a good balanced team they were. Madeline Green, Addison Vanderwall both, both make the second team. Honorable mention, Maddie Thacker of Grangeville. Also, Macy Jerome from Kellogg. Kellogg goes two and out at state as the number eight seed there. Okay, 4A, Lakeland uh, takes fourth place. They they fell to Pocatello in that third place game, 56 to 44. Um, I was really impressed with their first round win over Bishop Kelly. They won by three. I don't think a lot of people were expecting that, um, you know, because Big Bad BK, I said, hey, Lakeland's pretty good. Just keep an eye on it. Um, they had a nice tournament. Here's who made the all-tournament team from Lakeland. We had Landry Simon make the second team, and then Karsten Kiefer and Peyton Sterling each made the honorable mention squad as well. So wait yeah, a box. You look at that first team. I mean, come on. Like, if you put that up real quick, it's a good how many team. of those are going D1? I mean, like, let's be real. How many of those girls are going D1? Uh, prob like, probably four out of five. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like you know, second team. I mean, Landry Simon played her tail off. She had like, some great games. Um, and then, you know, there's a few other Lakeland players that played really well that aren't on this list, too. So, you know, I mean, Coach Derek had that team so motivated and did a great job. We already mentioned it a little bit ago, but, um, you know, that's a, a, I think a season that you look at the North realistically should have had two bids. And that, I mean, that you, you put a play in game somewhere in there. That standpoint team should have been in the mix too, but Lakeland, you know, they didn't just sneak in by the skin of their teeth. They they won a game at state and finished in the top four. You know, they proved that they belonged. 
Yep, for sure. Um, one fun note about Lakeland. Uh, we we were on the call for the semifinal game against Shelly because it was in the Idaho Center this year. And so we had the wireless mic. We were doing coaches interviews. So we interviewed Coach Derek before the game. Uh, Sean Kane went over there to interview him. And he basically said, like, hey, are there any cool stories or like, you know, fun notes about your team that we may not know? And he goes and Coach Derek goes, yeah, I found out my players have horrible taste in music. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that. That was awesome. They don't like rap. Like, yeah. I was like, I didn't know that Coach Derek was such a curmudgeon like yeah but uh yeah. you know <laughs> that was pretty funny it was a good time for sure and okay. he's like it wasn't even the good rap it was like the new rap not the old stuff that geezers <laughs> like you and me like yeah. right <laughs> uh 3a tournament timberlake takes third they they beat parma pretty convincingly 46 27 um in the uh third place game they fell to snake river by 12 in the semi-final good run there for the Tigers, here's the all-tournament team. Diana Nelson from Timberlake, our defensive MVP of the tournament. Um, and then we also had Peyton Young make the first team. And then Kirsten McKellips uh, qualify as honorable mention. So nice tournament for Timberlake coming home with a trophy. Uh, and then finally wrapping it up with the 1A D1 tournament skags. Uh, it was Lapway falling in the championship to Grace in a close game, 47-40. to 40. Prairie takes home the third place trophy over Oakley 60 to 41. Really? I think Grace's size caused some problems for Lapway and forced them to, you know, they didn't get as many high quality looks at the basket as they're used to, but still a great season for both Prairie and Lapway. You know, Lapway is so good at dribble penetration and they couldn't mess with the size down low. The lane just wasn't there and that was where they struggled. So they had to pick and choose their shots and it kind of got them off their game and hats off to, to, to the, you know, the season they've had and, and Prairie had, I mean, that was like one A and one B coming out of the, out of the white pine league. I mean, those are both really, really solid programs and they're going to be back. I mean, there's, there's players there that like those teams are not going to fade off into the sunset. And as we look towards 24, 25 school year next year in the white pine, you get Kendrick coming up to the white pine league and the one and the two, new two way, like, come on. I mean, like give that, that league needs a third bid. Are you kidding me? You got like, yeah, that's just uh, – and some of those teams that were young this year are going to get better next year. Like, Kamiya is going to be in the mix. You're going to have that, – that league is just going to be absolutely crazy good next year. So, yeah, hopefully there's a two-and-a-half bid league next year, but I don't think that that's the case. But, I mean, if, of all the years that there should be, that would be the one. But This would never happen, but we've talked about the big elephant in the room for 1-8-D-1 is District 3, right? They always get two teams. They always go two and out. They always go to and out. Can we do a relegation type system? Like, hey, you get one bid until you actually win a game <laughs> of state. Once you yeah. win a game, then we'll discuss maybe getting a second bid. Yeah, like, absolutely. Anyways, one uh, AD one all tournament team. Sage Elvin of Prairie, our defensive MVP. And then on the first team, Jaden Layton from Lapway, QB La Mitchell from Lapway, both made the first team. Samara Pawaki made the second team also from Lapway. Kylie Schumacher of Prairie hit the second team also uh, as well. So congratulations uh, to all of the. You're going to rob Lexi Schumacher of having her name called too? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lexi. <laughs> Lexi Schumacher, uh, Shoemaker as well from Prairie. Uh, yeah. First team, yes. Um, so, yes. But no, but, great seasons by all of them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. It was a good run for sure. All right. State wrestling skags. We covered a lot of this on the Idaho Mad Chat prep cast last night. 
all our wrestling diehards, uh, of course, uh, plugged into that. You can watch that on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, Twitter account. You can also listen to that at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download and subscribe to podcasts. But for people who may not be as in tune, you know, aren't tuning into the Matt chat, we kind of made just quick primers on how we think the team races will go for the 5A Skags. Post Falls is bringing 19 uh, wrestlers to state. Um, they are going to be competing with Meridian for that title. Meridian gets the nod because they've got 24 guys. And and Brian Zollinger on the Matt Chat Prep Cast kind of laid it out last night. I said, okay, Post Falls wins the title if, and he said, all of their top podium guys have to get the top podium. And that includes some guys that are seated second and third. If Post Falls yep. gets all their dudes to the top of the podium, the Trojans can pull it up. I would say... Don't bet against Coach Reardon's guys, but we'll see. You know, if I had the, the John Madden telestration ability here, I think Post Falls wins if, and it's going to involve those dark horses doing some work for them. Um, you know, and it's going to take, you know, hoping that Meridian kids lose. Um, and especially in the blood rounds, you're going to have to see those those Meridian kids not make it to the fifth, sixth match or the third, fourth matches, and they get knocked out in the blood rounds. Um, you know, you know that their top echelon guys are going to, they're going to hit the podium one or two post falls going to have to take care of work too, though. I mean, they're going to have to win their championships. They can't lose close matches, uh, at the state tournament. You know, I look at guys like, you know, schools like Coeur d'Alene, Lewiston's bringing 10. Um, you know, if you, you want to like kind of target up North, like Lewiston's got some guys that can do some damage, uh, at state. I mean, I mean, Hoyt Haas, I think can, can realistically get his state championship again this year. And, um, Coeur d'Alene's got some guys that can certainly bring home hardware as well. And there's a few guys from Lake city that'll even hit the podium in the top three. Um, so, you know, you look at five, a post fall is going to need help at, with only 19 guys coming. And this is going to be, this is the sad part in the classification change. Could this be the last one of the run for post falls of five a, um, because they're not going to get the two bids out of bid from, from the North, uh, realistically, you know, from here on out, I mean, they're going to have to rely on getting at large bids because of it going to a three team league next year. And so, um, that's going to be interesting to see how things change after this year. And I think coach Reardon knows that he's going to use that as motivation tool and kind of a cattle prod, uh, to push his guys through the state tournament. Like, Hey, we're going to keep carrying this banner. We've hung them in the gym before. We're going to hang another one this year, but we got to work our tails off to get it. Yep, for sure. And I could see a situation where Coeur d'Alene and Lewiston help post falls by knocking Absolutely. out some, yeah, kind of a communal effort there. Absolutely. Um, 4A tournament, Lakeland's bringing the most from the north at 15. They're they're in contention for a top three finish. You know, really, yeah. Minico, Minico, BK are going to be one, two, but a, yeah. a, a third a third place spot for Lakeland, definitely in, in the realm of possibilities. I see the Hawks in the top five. I really do. Um, you know, there's a school that nobody's really talking about because they're not bringing a ton of kids with the guys that they're bringing are quality Moscow. Like nobody's really talking about the bears. The bears are quietly sneaking in some dudes at the upper weights that are, that are going to do just fine. I mean, they got some guys that are, that can wrestle really well. And I don't know if they're necessarily going to get a podium finish, but I certainly see Moscow um, getting some guys, you know, they're going to get some team points this year at state and, and probably bring home a few state placers. Um, you know, Lakeland, I, they're going to make some noise. I think they got the most just because of the conference that they're in and standpoint. You know, they're going to get a few guys on the podium as well, but the Hawks are going to have to show up if they're going to realistically see a top five finish. They're going to have to wrestle their absolute A game because Caldwell with 14 guys, 
the 14 they're bringing are all dudes that could realistically place in the top six. So, right. you know, if they're going to, if they're going to, you know, try to make a noise for a trophy, they're going to have to bring their absolute a game. Absolutely. Yep. Here's Travis in the chat from Sandpoint. Go Jordan Tyler, 195-4A. He is the two seed in that 4A-195 bracket. We'll keep an eye on it for sure. Um, yep. 3A Skaggs. Um, <clears throat> Timberlake is bringing the most with 15. They are at the back of the line for the dark horses. Just, I mean, when Fruitland's yeah. bringing 26 guys and Buell's bringing 22 and South Fremont's bringing 20, um, yep. it's, it's hard. You got it. And, and I've seen that American Falls team as well, the North Idaho Rumble. Um, American Falls should not be a dark horse, in my opinion. But um, the fact they're over on the right, right side is kind of surprising for me because I've seen them with my own two eyes. But Timberlake's going to get – they're going to have a few champs. Um, I think they realistically I got a couple guys that could realistically finish on the top of the podium. Um, as a team, are they going to get top five? I That's just, I think, too big of a hill to climb for the Tigers, as good as that program is. It's just then with 26, 22, and 20, and 21, and I mean, March Valley's got dudes on dudes too. That's a that's a big hill to climb. Um, you know, realistically seeing it kind of one, one, two, three with Fruitland, Buell, South Fremont. But American Falls could certainly make things interesting if they show up with a good effort. Definitely. Uh, 2A, 1A, Skaggs. Kellogg is going to be right there. They're bringing 17. That is tied for the most, along with Malad. New Plymouth is lurking also, but I, I really like Kellogg to finish top three. And, you know, some things have to break their way. They're going to have to take out some higher-seeded people. Um, but there is a chance for Kellogg to claim that 2A state title um, from the North. <laughs> to quote Lloyd Christmas, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um... <laughs> A lot's got to break right, but it's, you know, yeah, it could happen. A lot has to go their way. Uh, they're going to have to find more guys making it to the second day, um, you know, than they have in historically. But, you know, they, you talk about a program that's been lurking, kind of a giant that's sleeping, you know, the two A's. Kellogg is that team. And they're going to need help, though, from the other two A teams in their district. I mean, they're going to need the kids from Priest River to knock off the Malad kids or the New Plymouth kids. They're going to need – you know, some of those St. Mary's guys that are coming as well that are going to need to get big wins and at, you know, the, the upper weights as well. So um, they're going to need some help. But I mean, realistically, they do have a, a really good chance at the top three finish. Absolutely. Yeah. And then in the girls competition, it is all classifications, real crapshoot here. Um, teams from the north. Bonner Sperry is bringing six. That is the most of any North Idaho school. Um, Lewiston, of course, with Jolie Slider, that's going to help them out a lot. Moscow's got some, some in individuals as well. This yep. is really though, you know, Eagles, the defending champ, they're bringing seven. They're still the team to beat until somebody knocks them off. And then, you know, Thunder Ridge and Canyon Ridge are both looking really strong this year too. You know, Bonner's very kind of just, you know, operating in, in like the witness protection program up North. <laughs> I mean, They've been kind of operating off the radar, and they've got they're an exciting group of girls that wrestle really hard. And uh, these Badgers, I think, you know, there's some realistic placers there in that group of six that's coming down. Post Falls is bringing a wrestler. Moscow's got a good crew. Lewiston's got some good kids. So, um, you know, there's like I said, I think they're going to need to help each other out. There's going to have to be like this kind of camaraderie that's like, you know, if we're, we we want to we're going to think of this as more of a regional finish. 
um, than an individual. If you're going to help out Bonners Ferry, that you know, Lewiston kids are going to have to stake a claim in some of their their victories there too for Bonners Ferry to finish up on top. But uh, it's any any girls' game in the, in this tournament. I, this girls' state tournament is just absolutely loaded compared to years past too. And I think we've been seeing that with you know with the participation numbers, the playing fields leveling, and you're starting to see you know, more kind of equal representation, which shows you that the level of competition is definitely increasing uh, in the girls' ranks, and this tournament's definitely taking off. And how about Bonner's Ferry going up against Post Falls, Coeur d'Alene, uh, Sandpoint, yeah. and, and coming away with the most wrestlers from the north? Because it's an all-north district, right? It's Bonner's yeah. Ferry competing against Coeur d'Alene and all these others, and so that's pretty impressive there yeah. as well. That's right, awesome. Yeah, we're going to wrap up with boys basketball here in just a moment. But first, if you're from Idaho and you're between the ages of 13 and 18 years old, enter the No Vape video contest to expose the shadowy commercial tobacco marketing tactics behind vaping. Just create and upload your 90-second vape bashing masterpiece, and you could win a portion of more than $10,000 in prize money being awarded. Uh, deadline to enter is April 1st. Winners will be announced May 1st, raise your voice about the dangers of vaping and win big cash prizes thanks to No Vape Idaho. A lot of good scenery up here in North Idaho, Skaggs. A lot of places uh, our, our local teens could go and, and, and film this 90-second anti-vape commercial. There's a lot of uh, – I'll say this about North Idaho because we get to see this on the broadcasting side. There is a lot of kids that are involved in, in broadcasting at the various high schools and stuff. This is a cool opportunity to kind of – show your worth and show your metal. We've been, we've been lucky enough to have some of those kids join us on some of the stuff that we've done running camera for games that we've done. And um, you know, an opportunity for them to, to earn some money for, I mean, in a, in a good legit cause. I mean, like this is something that is plaguing, you know, teens and youth across the country, the use of vaping and um, being able to, you know, kind of expel that whole thing in society would be great. So why not make a video about it and earn yourself some cash? I'm thinking right away those Lewiston High broadcasting students have been crushing yep. it with the, with the White Pine District tournament and they did the Golden Throne. We were there for Idaho yep. Sports as well. And those kids are awesome. That that's what yeah. that's that's what it should be for for high school broadcasting kids. Look at what Lewiston's doing on their on their YouTube channel. It's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Huge shout out to them. I mean, they were there at the Avista tournament too. The entire time we were there, I mean, they were working their tails off and they had you know different angles and yeah, they did a great job. Phenomenal job. Yeah, being a school club, you get some of that funding that Idaho sports can't quite tap into. They got some cool things going on there. The little few more wrinkles than what we can offer, but uh, it's really cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Lewiston High Bengals. I want to see your <laughs> anti-vape piece. That's going to be a lot of fun. All right, boys basketball, district tournament, Skags. Let's rip through these brackets. Hey, congrats, Coeur d'Alene. District 1-2 uh, champs, they beat Post Falls in the district championship last night, 57-46. to Post Falls has gotten so close so many times against the Vikings this year, but no time to, to worry about that. They've got to turn around and, and host Lake City Thursday night for a chance to fight Centennial in a state play-in game. Uh, Lake City knocked out Lewiston last night, 68-55. But first, congrats to the Vikings. Moving on to state, this is really shaping up because there's been some crazy upsets in District 3. Middleton, the eight seed from District 3, already clinched a spot at state. Um, Still did, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is shaping up to be a Waihee 1, Madison 2, and anybody after that. And Coeur is right in that mix. 
Yeah, Coeur d'Alene, I mean, in the media poll, I believe they're ranked number three. Right. Uh, max Max Preps rankings, I don't know how that's going to shake out with everything going on. But uh, this Vikings team, I mean, realistically, if they can get on the opposite seed line from Hawaii, don't be surprised you see them in a title game. I mean, this Viking team, you and I have seen them, you know, seen them with our own eyes. They can flat shoot the ball. Um, you know, if they don't go through cold streaks, uh, we saw that in that post-falls game. If they can go into a state tournament and just consistently play through, I mean, that's a team that can, I mean, match offensive firepower with anyone. Right now, your top four in Max Prep. So, Waihee one, Coeur d'Alene two, Timberline three, Madison four. And though all four of those teams have clinched. So, you're talking about the two teams that were one, two in the polls all year, Waihee Madison being on the same side of the bracket. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Coeur d'Alene makes, could play Coeur the could, title. Absolutely. The Vikings could slide right into that title game. I mean, they got, I mean, they still have to play, you know, Timberline kind of on pseudo home turf, if that's how things hold suit. But, um, you know, there's we've seen strange things happen, though. The state tournament at 5A, where eight seeds make runs into the state championship game. So, you know, don't hold your breath that like things hold suit and run chalk. But uh, this Viking team definitely is a contender. I, I look at things that stranger things have happened, man. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, and so I really do like post falls in this. I projected post falls the entire way in my bracketology to be that second team. Even when they were the number three seed coming into districts, they really tied with Lake City. It was that big yeah. three-way tie between Lewis and Lake City post falls. I just feel like post falls is playing the best right now. And I would give post falls a really good chance of advancing out of this game too. I watched Centennial I last night. Yeah. I would love to see it for that group at post falls that you know, overcoming adversity and finishing last in your league for, you know, two years in a row. And then your senior year going out on a, on a high note, trying to get a big win in a play in game. And, you know, that's a team that can shoot. I mean, we talk about streaky teams too, but that post falls team can play and they've got, and the one thing I'll give them late in the year, good guard play that, that goes a long ways. And they got one of the best point guards that I've seen in, in North Idaho in a while and Neil McCarthy, that kid can flat play. So, um, you know, I like, I like post falls chances, but, you know, they got to get past Lake City, too. That's been a tough game for them this year. They finally kind of overcame that bug uh, in the district tournament. But um, that was a, a team they were kind of snake pit going back and forth with during the regular season. Yep, it's going to be interesting for sure. That is it, Skaggs, for North Idaho teams that have clinched. It's Coeur d'Alene, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> all, all the rest will be determined here over the next couple of <laughs> nights. Uh, yeah. Let's go. 4A, uh, Sandpoint, the three-seed, shocks Lakeland, the two-seed. Lakeland had, what, like an eight-point lead? 11 fourth yeah 11, 11 point, point lead. lead yeah and sandpoint came back and stunned them and now they got to play mot this is a tall task right they got to play moscow starting in the best of three series tonight in moscow i like the bears here but yep i like the bears coming out of this and that's the bears like i said they've got some really nice pieces in that lineup like their record is kind of deceiving but um you know i saw them play lapway and it's like hey this team could realistically be really good you know if they turn everything on every night um, but, uh, yeah, I like the bears coming out of this one and taking that bid to state and Moscow is probably going to be a seven or eight, depending on what happens. If they, yep. if they get there, Sandpoint would definitely be the eight. If they got to state, uh, speaking of best of three game series, Bonners Ferry and Timberlake up there in three, uh, a, uh, got it started last night and Bonners Ferry, I think making a statement 77, 33, the final Badgers, uh, will have a chance to close it out Thursday night. And then they would move on to state. Um, where I think they have as good of a chance as anybody to win it all. Absolutely. I mean, Snake Rivers had a great year too, uh, but I think this Bonners Ferry team, they've got 
they've got great pieces. The biggest thing is like you look at how they play, they are gelled, man. They know where like each guy's out on the floor. Their spacing's always great. Um, that's just that just comes with time of playing with each other and and relying on the brothers on the floor, and they do a great job with that. They've got, you know, one of the best coaches in North Idaho leading that group. And that Badgers team is a legit title contender. Absolutely. Uh, I can't tell you with the seedings yet because there's kind of a small problem with the 3A rankings. We talked about this on the Treasure Valley Prep Guys. <laughs> problem with the Max Krebs ranking? <laughs> Sorry. McCall, McCall Donnelly is 18-1 and one this year. They yep. are already locked into a spot at state. They are not in the Max Preps rankings at all. The school that is quote unquote in the three A classification is a second McCall Donnelly um, team that was created somehow, and so this eighteen and one McCall Donnelly team, none of that data is in Max Prep system right now for three A. That is going to have wide ranging rippling effects if and when they ever catch this. So, <laughs> what a what a mess. Um, so I can't really tell right now. Bonner's Ferry is the two. But that could change. I really, yep. I don't know. I and mean, you can't, you can't go off bad data. So stay yep. tuned. <laughs> I, I could realistically see Bonner's Ferry as a three seed, and it doesn't really matter. I mean, they're going to stay on the bottom half away from Snake River. But um, yeah, I mean, if if things change and all of a sudden McCall becomes the one seed, I mean, then we got some issues. But whew, uh, yeah, it's uh, things could get interesting real quick once that gets caught. But um, I mean, like I said, Max Preps like we got nothing else we got nothing else like but that's another prep cast for another day so yeah that's, that's why the last one ran along that's why we were <laughs> running by it here um yeah so, somebody should be looking at this stuff though it only it only takes one person to uh, let me check in and make sure everything's <laughs> right with max preps but that no not happening i mean that would have been you you did have the new incoming uh ihsaa director on you know during halftime of the 5a championship game that you know, like let's steal them on over for a prepcast episode. I'm just saying. No, like, I think that's through. a I think that's a great idea. Chad Williams uh, did yeah. the new executive director starting July 1st. Came on at halftime of the 5A championship game. We had a great conversation, um, yep. and so yes, uh, I like that idea. That's good. I'll put I'll no, put a I pin in it. He's gonna, I'm excited to see what he does too. I think he's going to do a good job for the state of Idaho and the kids in the state. Yep, definitely. Okay, 2A. Uh, we had the play-in game Monday where. Kellogg is just, I don't know what it is. They they beat Orofino earlier this year. Orofino was the two seed. Um, they Priest River went to Kellogg and won the play in game 54-31. Wasn't really close. And so what did what did uh what did a coach tell me in the in the preseason? Priest River would have been the overwhelming favorite in this league if Tyler Angelson hadn't transferred to Timberlake. And so that told me, okay, Priest River's still gonna be pretty good. Here they are. They pushed St. Mary's last night, the number one seed, before falling by seven, 49-42. That was a back-and-forth game. Orofino, an easier time with Grangeville, 72-55. So now you've got St. Mary's hosting Orofino Wednesday night in the district championship. Winner moves on to state. Priest River is going to travel to Grangeville. I kind of like Priest River there. And then, you know, you're looking at Priest River and Orofino potentially, Priest River, St. Mary's rematch. These these four teams are all evenly matched. Even St. Mary's, when they played Grangeville earlier this year, had to put them away late. So this one is really wide open. Yeah, because I I look – well, I had the call with, with Greg Frisbee in that St. Mary's-Kendrick game. If it goes that way, I mean, St. Mary's in trouble. But, uh, you know, that's a team that's Jekyll and Hyde because they feast or famine from beyond the arc, and if they're off, they're off. 
big. If they're on, they will blow the doors off you. Um, so, you know, it kind of depends on what St. Mary's team shows up tonight to see if they can just clinch it outright and put things away. Um, would be beneficial to that that group, those Lumberjacks. I know they've got some good pieces. I mean, there's some kids on that team that play really hard. Uh, out's a good player that, you know, I think has been kind of under the radar in, in North Idaho. But, um, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. This league is like a giant question mark. I really it, if Orfino wins tonight, I'm I'm like sitting here and I'm like, OK, like I get it, <laughs> but I don't know if they will or not. But like, I mean, St. Mary's just got to show up and play their game. Yeah. Um, in the regular season, uh, quickly looking at it here, St. Mary's did go seven and one in league play. They had some really close encounters in there. Um, they did beat Orofino 75 to 61, but they also lost to Orofino in the first matchup, 81 to 69. So a yep. true coin flip here. It is. This is one of the more fascinating tournaments um, statewide going on at districts right and if, now. And if they make it to a play in like, no way like i don't i don't see it i don't see it at all um anybody getting a, this becoming a two-bid league i think it's just the one auto bid but yeah yeah because you're looking at either melba or cold valley <laughs> christian who's lost twice all season <laughs> being in this yeah. this play it gave so yeah for yep. sure all right, 1AD1 skags up at uh north idaho college last night we had the opening round. Uh, Lakeside, of course, the defending state champs. They had the number one seed. They got the bye. How about Genesis Prep? G Prep, the three, knocking off Wallace, the two, uh, by 14, 69-55. So now it's the Jaguars. Hey, trying to do the impossible. What we say is the impossible, and that's knockout Lakeside. What a huge moment that would be for Genesis Prep. That would be on the scale of, are you kidding me? How in the world did that take place? Uh, that's that's way up there. Um, I I still like Lakeside as a dark horse favorite to win it all, so I don't see that happening. Um, I don't know in the alternate universe what has to take place for that to occur, but if it did, I mean that's one of the stories of the year. I'll tell you that one. That'd be the biggest upset of the season. But this Lakeside team is really really good, and they are absolutely legit title contenders in a wide open one eight D one. Yeah, really and truly, um, this was nice for for G Prep um, to to get the yep. win over Wallace. They split in the regular season with them. They did lose pretty significantly to Lakeside twice in the regular season. I like Lakeside here, and then the fact that they got to go to a play in game is just funny to me. But <laughs> it's whatever. They're they're gonna win that too. They're gonna get the state. They're gonna be right there in the mix. Um, and you mentioned I mean, the, the the two seed and defending state champ had to play in a play in game just to make it in the state tournament, like. Where does that make sense? But <laughs> anyways, a human, a human could help with that. But yep. uh, <laughs> meanwhile, um, chalk for the most part at the white pine tournament uh, district championship game is tonight in Lewiston. Number one, Lapway, number two, potlatch on the back half of the bracket. You've got cami. the three taking on Troy, the five um, Troy knocking off Logos here in the opening round. 69, 58 propelled Troy into this final four scenario. I like Kamei to advance here. And really, um, I was surprised, not that Potlatch won this semifinal over Kamei, but the fact that they did it by 16, 56 yeah. to 40. So really, to me, Lapway and Potlatch, to me, seem pretty secure, and they're going to be the two teams that get to state. You would think so, but I know that Kamei and Potlatch have had some closer games earlier in the year as well. So I don't know if that, that margin of victory is a statistical outlier. Um, but realistically, I would I would agree with you. I think 
you know, of all the teams that are there, Potlatch and Lapway are the two of the better teams. But Kamiai has been in the mix, too. I mean, this realistically, it's like, yeah, I mean, let Kamiai go play in the playing game instead of <laughs> instead of Lakeside. But, um, you know, that that's that's what it is. But, um, yeah, no, I like I like the Wildcats to win outright. And then I think Palachia is your is your second second bid to state. Yep, they did lose to Kamii by a point right at the very end of the regular season. So it remains to be seen. And Lapway has won by like twelve to fourteen each time they've played Potlatch. Can can the loggers cut it to single digits and keep it close? We will find out. And finally, one A D two Skags last night also at North Idaho College. We had number two Kootenai take out number three Mullen sixty four to thirty. So you've got the Warriors. Taking on the Wampus Cats Thursday night in the district championship. Clark Fork the one, Kootenai the two. Uh, Kootenai went this year, Skaggs, from not winning a game since 2019 to getting that checked off against a JV opponent to then beating Mullen for their first varsity win in some time to now getting a win at districts. I mean, they are just checking all the boxes here with Tom Tucker, their head coach this year. This is kind of a cool story. It's a it's a great story and great to see them rally and and find some some finally a little bit of like guess you know getting some victories in the win column for a team that's had such problems with with getting turnout and and being able to field the team uh, to getting a victory in the district tournament um, you know that's a big deal for that that group and um, I I like the Lumpus Cats to win outright I think that that team you know our friends at the the you know the Daily B and um, you know. They're high on the Wampus Cats as a sneaky team to keep an eye on because of their senior leadership. So I think Clark Fork wins outright tonight. It, it sadly ends a really nice story at the end of the year for this Kootenai team. But um, Clark Fork is a team that, you know, realistically could maybe win a game at State. I mean, if they if they lose in the opening round, I could see them winning on the second day possibly. But, um, you know, they got to get through that play-in game first, obviously, to find their way there. Right. Um, Kootenai in the regular season did play Clark Fork twice. Um, neither game was, was, yeah, I mean, Clark Fork won both pretty easily, um, but still a great moment for the Warriors and Chris Moore has been playing really well for them this year. He's put up some big point totals, only a junior. So it'll be fun to watch him again next year as well. Uh, and then our last one here, um, one, a D two, the white pine league, um, we had the play-in games on Monday. Uh, Timberline beats Nez Perce in the 4-5 matchup. Um, Highland beats St. John Bosco in the 3-6 matchup. Look at how close this game was last night. Number three, Highland. Number two, Deary. Deary wins by a point, 43-42. They'll play Kendrick for the district championship Thursday night in Lapway. Kendrick won easily, 64-19. This, to me, is all about the rematch between Deary and Highland. Now Highland's got to get past Timberline, right? That's not a guarantee, but I can't wait for that rematch in, in the winner take all chance to go to state. Yeah. And uh, that'd be a great opportunity for, you know, one of those teams to sneak into the tournament and um, you know, it's everybody, all their attention's always gone to Kendrick this year and rightfully so. I mean, like that team has been running rough shot on everybody, but um you know, the, the sneaky second team out of this district. I mean, can they go to, to state and make some noise? I mean, realistically, like if you're able to, to be competitive in, in this conference, I think absolutely. We've seen, you know, the Timberlines and, and the other teams go down as a two seed and, um, you know, make it into the tournament and, and steal a game or, you know, make something interesting late. So um, will either of those teams threaten for the state title? No, um, as far as, you know, 
who makes it in, but from the second team of the conference, uh, the, like I said, the attention has gone to Kendrick and, and rightfully so that, you know, coach Silfo has done a great job with that group and they're, they're poised in my mind to repeat, but um, you know, hats off to a great season for the, whoever makes it out of this in the second, the second bid out of the conference. I know that the game still has yet to been played, so I can't crown Kendrick as champion yet. Uh, but Deary making a nice run is, is pretty cool to see. And, and here's, this will sound weird, but like for Highland, they actually match up with Deary better than they match up with Timberline, if that makes yep. sense. Because what is Highland? You know, Highland's got height this year. And they just Coach Monty Madrell says, we've never had height. <laughs> we have it yeah. now. Um, yeah. They've got Knowlton at 6'4". Noah Watson's also 6'4 underneath. Deary doesn't have a ton of height. And so that's where Highland has a good matchup. Timberline, though, has some height, right? They've got Christofferson, and they've got Ryland West, who isn't isn't tall but is strong and is yep. can battle inside and so um they did split in the regular up, season absolutely. yes they split in the regular season um so we'll see who ad- who advances there but this to me the race for second is what's intriguing to me out of that absolutely district there so all right a couple of quick comments and then we're going to get out um hoyt and brock uh i want to thank you both for covering these kids and their accomplishments even basketball <laughs> <laughs> your hard work is more than appreciated much love fellas yes thank you uh we appreciate it. this is what we do it for is for these young men and women and these coaches in our community to to raise them up get the spotlight to shine on them a little bit uh and then they followed up with showing up late did i miss the wrestling talk you did you, you did we went <laughs> off too i was pretty in depth <laughs> yep so you'll have to go back and watch it on replay, which you can do anytime at the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, or Twitter account. You can also listen to this podcast on IdahoSports.com as well as wherever you download and subscribe to podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, etc. Just type in the North Idaho Prepcast and it will pop up. All right, Skaggs. Oh, go ahead. I'll end with one comment about that. With what Hoyt said too, is that I was talking with another colleague um, of ours that excuse me it doesn't work here that makes for terrible audio by the way um that doesn't work at idahosports.com but he's in the industry with us and you know we were talking about everybody you know it's about the kids and and broadcasters we just have a have a seat on the side of the court to tell the kids story and so um you know we want to thank the parents and the communities around these kids too for allowing us to have the access to to spotlight them because without the families and everything wrapped around these kids that you know, the stories wouldn't get told. And like, you know, Al Fontes's article about um, Hoyt Haas from Lewiston, like it was just a phenomenal background story of him. We talked about it a few weeks ago, but um, you know, there's stories like that at every single school. And so, um, you know, that's the cool part about doing this is that it's, if it's for the kids and we do it for the kids, um, it makes this sharing part easy because, you know, we get to have the, the relationships outside of, yakking behind a microphone we get to talk to him after games or before games or at halftime or whatever and there's you know these little quick conversations that we always get to have but it makes what we do there's a reward to it that's not for us and that that's the great part about doing this yep for sure um i couldn't have said it any better so i won't Thank you for tuning into the North Idaho Prepcast, everybody. Hey, Skag, next week, uh, in place of the normal show, we will do, we'll have a couple of special prepcasts. We'll have our Idaho Matt Chat <laughs> State Wrestling Recap, where we recap everything that happened. And then we're also going to have our IdahoSports.com Boys Basketball State Tournament Preview Special. So, and then we'll be back in two weeks to really break it all down. So.
And some Skagsies in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. The Skagsies. Hey, North Idaho nine. You can check out at, at, at an Idaho game night. Skags will put his North Idaho nine for girls and boys basketball on social media this week. We can't give it all the way in the prep cast, right? That's right. No, you guys got to dig a little bit. You can't spoon feed all of you. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Travel safe wherever you're headed this weekend. For Ryan Skaggs, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com.